0: Hey, it's Andy Onnes, and welcome to another episode of Let's Rage Cougs, presented by the Saxinian family. Big shout out to them for being the primary sponsor of Let's Rage Cougs, the unofficial postgame show of Houston Cougars basketball and football for the remainder of the men's basketball regular season and into the American Athletic Conference postseason tournament. Once again, you are watching and or listening to Let's Rage Cougs presented by the Saxenian family. Joining me as always, Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review, Don Dunlap. We are coming off the heels of yet another victory for the Houston Cougars men's basketball team. Number three Houston Cougars in both the AP poll and the coaches poll. And this time they started off the American Athletic Conference play. Make sure you add that note. This is going to be the final time ever having an American Athletic Conference opener because next season will be the Big Twelve. With a bang, with a dominant victory over Tulsa, 89-50 to over the Golden Hurricane. And really a spectacular shooting night, top to bottom across the board from really anyone that played had a very, there's a good chance if you were wearing Houston, you had a very good shooting night. Overall, as a team, they shot 36-61 to from the field, which is 59% from the field. When you look at it from a percentage standpoint, top to bottom, this was just a lights-out shooting performance for Houston. And after a bit of a slow start on defense to, to start the game, where Tulsa was able to kill Houston specifically in the paint, the first eight points of the back of the game were from in-the-paint points. Houston was able to and to down there, or they were able to stiffen up on defense. I was going to go to a different type of analogy. And long story short, they completely shut down the Golden Hurricane, but Chris, I'll toss it over to you first, your main takeaways and just overall in Houston's conference opener against the Golden Hurricane.
1: You touched on a few of them. Uh, they started two for seven from the floor. So the offense, just kind of, that's out of sync. And the defense, communication wasn't good. And uh, I got a chance to listen to Coach Sampson's uh, post-game press conference. And he touched on it. And he, he said, I wasn't going to say it, but he singled out Jairus Walker. And then later on, it was, Javier Francis, they just seem to be off on how to defend the high screen and roll, what to do with it. (laughs) So Tulsa got a couple dunks on that early. And later on in the game, Javier was kind of not on the same page as the rest of the guys. So he, you know, Tulsa got some buckets that way. But other than that, they clamped down on Tulsa. They show they're the better team. They got the offense rolling, balanced scoring from everybody. Mandy was sharp, came off the bench, got, you know, three triples and some foul turnovers, whatever, but he, you know, all around game, you saw him, was Sharp, good and bad. Then Jawan Roberts got points. Everybody got points. So it was it was good to see a balanced scoring performance. And the team with the more more talent did not take Tulsa for granted and got the dub easily in dominating fashion.
0: Yeah, real quickly, down before we go to you, the funny soundbite that Kelvin. we're going to hear it. That's one of the clips I have queued up. He talked about when he called the first time out, he wanted to pull Jaros Walker's ears just in terms of frustration on the defensive side of the ball. But, down, what were your takeaways from Houston's conference opener against Tulsa? Uh,
2: to me, it seemed like it was just about uh, player development, um, particularly with the young players. They played a lot of minutes and what that does is, is bench development. I mean, the the starters are still developing their chemistry, but their chemistry seemed really well today. They moved the basketball. Tremond got the team off to a good start with his playmaker ability, then his ability to make shots, whether it's mid-range, shot it well from the three. He's still developing. But overall, my overall takeaway is just development from the young players. You, you see – Terrence's um, ability to isolate and score in isolate isolation situations. Emmanuel showed his shooting ability, in which he is a shooter. Um, I think we can really classify him as a shooter now, and kind of really just highlights to me that um, that this team needs sh- shooting coming off the bench, which is what he brings. with Co. Sampson made that adjustment and bringing him off the bench. I'm the first guard off the bench because of when he's on the floor with the other guard, whether it's Marcus, Jamal or Jermon, they all have the ability to break the defense down off the off the dribble. And with someone on him, each every scouting report is going to say run him off the three point line And with that's proven. Now it's going to keep the floor spread. Now he can collapse the defense, which he showed his ability to. Drive and score, finish through contact, and so I think he's more than just a shooter. But as the season goes on, opportunity he continues to get his opportunities, show his devel- full development, offensive um, development, offensive arsenal. But I think the de- development was, was the huge key. Um, continue to develop, especially with the bigs. Chris touched upon it. Coach Sampson's gonna touch upon it in the post game press conference. But I like the dominating win. Um, I, I, that's one thing I took away. You came out, you're supposed to dominate, and they dominated. Yeah,
0: they're supposed to dominate, and specifically when you, in regards to Emmanuel Sharp now, Marcus Sasser, he had high praise for the freshman guard as well. He called him when you look at top to bottom of the roster. He said Emmanuel Sh- uh, Sharp is right up there with Marcus Sasser and Ryan Elvin as the two best shooters on the team. Which just coming from right there, your best player on the team to give high praise to freshman, that's got to mean a lot for the young player now. We're going to get into some clips in a second because we have, Chris, you were able to hear Kelvin Sampson, but we have additional clips from the players that will not be heard anywhere else besides Let's Reach Coups, and, of course, Potsdamajama and uh maybe one more side off outside of that, but not, not traditional big media. But we'll stick with right here when it comes to Let's Reach coups. But first and foremost, whether you're watching... Uh, Live on the Houston Raw Bar Review YouTube channel or listening to the audio-only versions the day after, whenever, wherever you may be listening. This is Let's Rage Cooks, presented by the Saxinian family. Of course, we'd like to give a shout-out to our other sponsors, beginning With Hoop and Holler, the Houston Cougars micro collective, because they've been with us since day one. And really, when it comes to Houston, to Hoop and Holler, in regards to what they've been able to do from a star piece of perspective, when it comes to those commercials, the Anthony Jones, we got to play both of them. Uh, We got to play the Big Hawk commercial after Houston's bowl game win over Louisiana because obviously Big Hawk had the uh, (laughs) he had his national spotlight moment off the heels of that game. But, you know, they're doing great stuff with athletes. I've heard that they potentially could have a new commercial airing any day now in regards to. Couple of players on the men's basketball team, so big shout out to Hoop and Holler. And I did mention those commercials are for Star Pizza. Star Pizza has multiple locations across the Houston area, and they also like you to visit their online website, StarPizza.net, if you just want to check out their menu, or if you're interested in ordering online. If you are in the mood for pizza, because let's be honest, who is in the mood for pizza to go to snack any day, anytime you're you're in the mood for some. Something to chew on. Be sure to do it with Star Peaks. And I think I'm just going on a rant because I'm a little bit hungry too. If you don't sleep behind me, I am in Tulsa. My hair's a mess, and we're rolling with the punches. And. Last but not least, during this ad read, we'd like to give a shout out to H-O-U-N-I-L because on the topic of name, image, and likeness, H-O-U-N-I-L.com is a subscription-based name, image, and likeness model that benefits both Cougar student-athletes and fans. H-O-U-N-I-L helps Houston student-athletes benefit from the new NIL rules. Athletes create original content in their own words, giving subscribers insight into their lives on and off the court what the players need is for you to subscribe and plans start at just $20 a month and that money goes to University of Houston athletes subscribers get one of a kind content straight from the players while helping the Houston Cougars compete on a national stage subscribe at hounil.com and as always go Cougs. and without further ado, I'm gonna to toss it over to Kelvin Sampson. Here's what he had to say post game following Houston's 89-50 victory over the Golden Hurricane in the Conference Open.
3: Uh, just our spacing and ball movement. Um, you know, our, our teams over the years have been uh, so unselfish. Um, you know, multiple guys that can make a shot. And our, on our team, we talk about this: like, Does it doesn't really matter who scores as long as we score kids coming up in elementary school and middle school and high school. All they've been they've, have driven into them to shoot, and score, shoot and score. Well, you know, five after, years after your career's over, nobody remembers how many points you score, but I do remember how many games your team won. So winning is, is far more important than, than scoring. And I think that's part of maturing as a player. You know, all our guys had to learn that when they got here because they were all stars. You know, much like Eric's kids, all those guys were stars where they came from, and so they—they're not used to moving the ball and passing the ball. But you know, we don't negotiate those things. Those things just aren't sitting there and those arguable points. You know, we—you um, know, our our program's all about accountability. You know, um, i was surprised you only had 16. Um, Assist. I thought we had more than that, actually. But, um, but you know, shooting percentage is there's a direct correlation between shooting percentage and shot selection. You know, uh, and for us, there's a you know we've played at Oregon, we've played at Virginia, we've played in Fort Worth, we played a bunch of games away from uh, home, uh, and they're all the same to us. It doesn't matter. You know, we we play the way we play. We defend. We rebound. Uh, we run our stuff. We execute we play unselfish, when you do that. Um, um, and then we have so you know, this is the first team we've had where we're playing multiple freshmen. And Josh Walker's a freshman. Emmanuel Sharp's a freshman. Terrence Arsenault's is a freshman. Um, um, JVA Francis is a 19-year-old freshman. It may say sophomore, but he's, he's a freshman because he didn't get to play last year, but just mop-up minutes, but uh, his, his future is bright, so. It's important that our, uh, our our young guys just keep progressing. Our staff does a great job with player development. Um, all our all, every you know, year in and year out we have a way we play and they all buy into it and it um, gives us a chance to be successful. Yeah. No, I didn't even start the game off. I wanted to uh, um, call um go time out and pinch Jeris Walker's ear. Obviously, there's no secrets with the offense. They were going a, a weave to a pick and roll and rolling. You know, we've seen that a few hundred times this year. But uh, for some reason, <clears throat> Jarris was over the garden this man instead of zoning up. You know, we, we have certain rules. I'm not going to go through what they are, but uh, we weren't fa- we weren't paying attention to doing things. And, and one one thing number 33 can do, uh, he can dunk. Who's who's got the roller? Everybody knew knew who had it, but one guy. Guess who that was? The guy that was supposed to take the roller. So, um, but once we got um, uh, you know Richie Chaney, for instance, he started on a Final Four team. Think about it. He he was a starting five man on a Final Four team. And we get all the teams that team beat with him as our starting center. Uh, last year we had a, a, a grad transfer from University of Connecticut, Josh Carlton, was first team all conference, and Josh and um, Reggie played behind him. But you know, in our biggest moments, when I when, when I feel like I need to put our veterans out there, a mature group, I always put Reggie. He played critical moments in Charlottesville last Saturday or Saturday before last. He played critical moments tonight, but he has no ego. it you know, doesn't pout when. You know, he doesn't get to shoot, doesn't pout when he get to play uh, major minutes. You know, he cares more about winning uh, than he does statistics, and I think that's, that says something about our, our program. Um, says a lot for all our kids. That's why they value defense. You know, we're we're not going we're not going to win championships uh, with your offense. You know, uh, your offense is probably a one in three night. How many how many times we're going to score ninety? How many points we score? Eighty nine points. You know, Um, but I think we're leading the nation in field goal percentage defense, and we lead the nation in fewest points allowed. That that'll carry you a long way. Some nice the ball goes in, some nice it doesn't. It's not because some of our best offensive execution, some of our best half court offenses, are nice when the ball does not go in. Just didn't go in that night. That happens. You know, lead eight last year played Arizona, the Sweet 16 game, then we turned around and played Villanova one night. Then we made 10, 11 threes, and the next night we couldn't throw it in the ocean. It was staying on shore. So it's just the way it goes, the defense and uh, rebounding, playing together, playing hard, and all those things I care.
0: So there you could hear in the distance or I guess in the background that like large humming sound. Those were the Houston Cougars celebrating in the locker room. So obviously they had a lot to cheer for after today's win. But there in regards to that point when he's talking about Jarvis Walker and Daon, it's something that you brought up in regards to how today really would stood out to you was development. A lot of development, not just for Manu Sharp and Terrence Arsenal, but even then for, for Jarvis Walker and something, it wasn't on that sound bite, but he said that Walker's best basketball thing he said before is still ahead of him. And he's excited to see, continue to see him develop. Now, Chris, I remember earlier in the season, I can't remember when exactly Kelvin said it, but he said for you know, freshman, he was talking about Walker specifically. It's kind of like tic-tac-toes. this X is one day, O is another. And obviously it's much more about for freshman being able to be at that level consistency or at that level consistently. And, Today, Sampson said that Walker's beginning to level off. Now, he still has a bit of up and down performances, but it's kind of a, the progression. And again, he reiterated the point that Walker's best basketball is still ahead of him. And that whole point right there from the defensive side of the thing, that that's something where he said that Walker's still trying to figure out how to impact winning on plays when he doesn't have the ball. And one of those defensive categories that, that falls into that.
1: I mean, the, the Cougs scored 89 points today, and Jarrett Walker went two for seven. <laughs> I mean, just think about that. We're talking about a five-star recruit, one of the highest-rated, you know, coming into the program in a long, long time. The team, he didn't shoot the ball well, did not rebound the bell. I think he had zero offense rebounds, and they still scored 89 points. So he, he does not have to score to be the main option on this team for this year. So that's where you got Marcus Sasser. You know, you got sometimes going to be J. Roberts, sometimes going to be Jamal Shea, Jamal Mark, Emmanuel Sharp. So Jairus Walker is trying to – we've touched on on, on almost all these shows, trying to fit in and, and get comfortable in his skin and where he fits in offensively and defensively. Tonight, they did not need his points. Come Saturday against UCF, they might need him to score more points. And Taylor Hendricks for UCF is a top freshman in the conference, so he might take a personal in that matchup, which might get him more motivated in that game. But tonight, he didn't have it offensively, and they still won about 39 points.
4: Hmm. Go ahead, yeah. Aaron.
2: No, I was going to say, yeah, I think early on, we talked about how we were seeing him adjustment into the defensive system. I think that that showed again tonight, and, and more and more, More than that, just being 100% locked in on every single possession. I think that's what Coach Sampson demands. That's what the culture demands. And that's what the leaders in the team demand is be locked in on one accord on what the assignment is defensively. But offensively, watching the game, it made me think about what Coach Sampson meant when he said, Imagine if we had Jarvis two or three years in this program, how good he would be. And I started to think there's moments when he has the ball. And he's showing his elite ball handling and he got a, he has a moment to put his shoulder down into the defender and create space using his physicality in which he just plays with finesse in which I think if he played with Houston more, they'll bring that dog out of him even more to where he can use his um, physique and his strength to be more powering. And then um, mix in at it with his his skill and his ability to create off the dribble because with his size and his skills he could do that really really well and so, but I still think there are games and end times where they can bring that out of him but if he was in the program more, I think you'll bring that consistent consistently and a la Chris I mean um Quentin Grimes when he first got here he wasn't consistently every night. Coming in with like I'm gonna kill you whether I miss my first four I'm gonna shoot or keep shooting till I make my next five or whatever he like he was coming in with that dog mentality and early on he wasn't like that and the program helped bring that out of him I think they could do the same thing for Jerry's but other than that man I, I really love the ball movement um I love how Jam- Jamal. Um, push the pace, control the pace, especially uh, in transition. I really love when this team plays in transition. I think with the way that they can shoot the ball, the way that everyone can finish around the rim, no matter who's on the floor, I think that's a, a extra um, tool that they can use to not make the game so hard and make them to have to execute in the half-court set. But overall, um, I think uh, this team is really just headed in the right direction. I think um, Emmanuel's confidence is through the roof right now. And I think it's gonna to continue to grow as he continues um to make more and more impactful plays. King Jaja's comment right here where he says
0: Emmanuel started the run with his three pointer with his three-point shooting early. I think he, that was a stretch. I know he hit back to back threes and I he hit three he had hit three three-point field goals in and in, within five minutes that he had played, and absolutely, that was a spark. That, I think that that separated. I think it might have been still a relatively close game, and when you look up in the scoreboard, Houston's up double digits after Emmanuel Sharp checked into the game. And again, that goes back to what Kelvin has talked about all season long when it comes to freshmen and being able to continue to put consistent performances for the coaching staff to be able to gain confidence in the players. And if Emmanuel Sharp can continue to keep doing this, that, that confidence in him is going to be sky high. Now, I did point out King Jada's comment because that's going to be something that Marcus Sasser touches on in the post game clip. But before that, we do need to pay bills. And once again, this is Let's Rage cooks presented by the Saxinian family. Like I said at the top of the show, the Saxinian family is a primary sponsor for Let's Rage cooks throughout the entire rest of the Houston men's basketball season for the rest of the regular season and into the American athletic conference postseason tournament. So big thank you to the Saxonian family. And on the topic of our other sponsors, we'd like to give a big thank you to H O U N I L as the Cougars move to the big 12 Houston will be competing with national players in basketball like Kansas Baylor, Texas tech, and more. Those schools have fans that have built huge name, image, and likeness groups to get their athletes NIL compensation. And that gives them a huge advantage over U of H where NIL is still in its infancy. But you can help Cougar athletes by getting involved. Go to dot to subscribe to player-created content like essays, videos, podcasts, and get access to private events with UH players. Players are compensated for creating content and fans get an inside look at their lives like I said, plans start at just $20 a month, and that money helps the Cougars retain players to stay at the top in basketball and to build momentum in football. H O U N I L dot com. Subscribers get one of a kind content straight from Cougar athletes. Subscribe today at H O U N I L dot com. And we also want to shout out Hoop and Holler, the Houston Cougars. Marco Collective, on the topic of name, image, and likeness, like I mentioned earlier in the show, Hoop and Holler, they are the entity behind these Star Pizza commercials. Star Pizza, Houston's best pizza since 1976. Be sure to check them out online at starpizza.net. And not only can you check out their menu online, but be sure to, if you're in the mood for pizza and you want to get it fast on the go, you can also order online, once again, that Star Pizza and be sure to check them out because they have multiple locations across the Houston area and on that note, I'll send it over to Marcus Sasser and hear what he had to say post-game following Houston's big win over the Golden Hurricane. Marcus,
5: what makes this team, you know, so selfish, and what works them out? I
4: think it's shot close to 60% on offense. Just, you know, it's fun when you see everybody, you know, scoring the ball. Um, it's kind of contagious, you know, just making the extra pass, um, and just everybody just really wanting to win, you know. We don't have not one guy on this team, you know, that's selfish, so it's just fun playing with these guys, and, you know, like I said, it's just contagious when the ball keeps moving and finding an open guy for the um, open shot.
0: Is that something that you guys like come into the program already with that mindset, that something that they have to teach you guys?
4: Um, it's kind of both. You know, we all had good attributes, you know, passing, scoring. But you know, coach does a good job as you know putting us all together and you know making us play as a team. But you know, that just comes with practice. So I feel like just us practicing that way, and then it's kind of easy when you go out there in the game to do it because you've been practicing it for so long. Just having guys like John,
1: you know, Jerry that think it you know, more, yeah. more fun to pass.
4: Yeah, it's way it's, it's much more fun. You know, them are two bigs that can pass the ball and score the ball. So they they vision is like a point guard. So it's like really like five guards on the court. That's why you know they make passes I ain't even seen before. So it's like you said, yeah, it's real fun with them too, playing with them. One of those players, specifically Tremont Mark, something that coach was talking about, has really grown
0: as really just being able to make the right basketball, but right. not necessarily just being a scorer. How have you seen him grow in that aspect?
4: Um, yeah, like I said, you know, we all came here. We can score the ball. We all had different um, strengths and weaknesses, but he could also pass. So, you mm-hmm. know, when coach just brought it out on him and showed him, you yes. know, that you gonna get the ball back, you know, uh, or right, they gonna make a play for you for you to get an easier shot. You know, I think they just clicked with them, and then it was just contagious for all of us. You know, all of us was trying to play kind of one on one at the beginning of the season, but you know, it's way more way more fun of just playing together and you know getting uh, my other guards open shots like that. So. How do you see drawing? Drawing. offensively? It seems like he's, uh, you know, even yeah. that
5: little
4: hook for him is, you know. Right. Um, this, you know, every day he's working. You know, him and Coach Kellen down there working on this game, um, post-game, mid-range game. Right? It's just finally paying off. Everybody's seeing it. Emmanuel's shot, three-point shot, I feel like every time he shoots, it's like the same motion every yeah. time. Yeah, He, he a great shooter. Yeah. Him and I feel like he right there with me and Ryan. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, he put the same, around, same amount of work in as us, so, you know, that's no surprise for me to see him. And like you say, every time he shoots the ball, I think it's going in. Yeah. How does
5: his offense give you guys a sort of lift off the bench? Um, the you know,
4: I feel like it's real important. Um, as you can see today, he kind of gave us a big spark. He, um, he really started the run for us. You know, he had three threes and then everybody else started getting going. So it's real important to have him come off the bench and, um, you know, be an instant offense player. One more question on the What do you think his potential is? Just I he, here? Um, yeah, he's he's young. Um, he's very coachable. You know, he listens, so I think his potential is through the roof. Really.
0: There you heard it right there. Uh, really, the only place you are going to hear it first in regards to Let's Reach Cougs, presented by the Saxonian Family. That clip right there from Marcus Sasser postgame following the Cougs' big win over the Golden Hurricane. But on the topic of Marcus Sasser, he touched on a lot of different key areas. I will start with what he said at the beginning in regards to the ball movement and really how there's not one selfish player on the team. And they just continue to feed off of that once the ball gets rolling and they start seeing shots fall in, especially shots that are being set up by other teammates.
1: You know, it's, it's a great point. And I, I think the more, I mean, it's 14 games in, this team has more guys who can score. I'm not sure they have a lot of guys who are great shooters, but they have more versatility on offense than probably the last couple of teams. So when you got guys who can put the ball in the hole, the, the ball movement, you know, everybody knows who's, who follows basketball. You only get an assist if the ball goes in. <laughs> okay. So the Cougs are, are doing a better job passing the ball. They're not selfish. Players never have been in this program. But when we see the ball go in, you're seeing the assist numbers be higher. So that, that's, that's a, that's a good, good sign. Emmanuel Sharp. And I want everybody to, to – you said it earlier, and then you heard it from Marcus. He said, Marcus Ryan Elvin – and Emmanuel are the three best shooters on this team. Okay, so Ryan Elvin can shoot. He may not be a great athlete or anything else, but trust me, you see Ryan Elvin in practice, those three-point shooting drills. Ryan Elvin is right there with Marcus Sass and Emmanuel Sharp, knocking down threes constantly in practice. So just be clear on that. But And I'm saying this to you, Dayoni, you got it in a second. Once again, to the fans watching us on this channel, this is Les Rage Coogs providing you content you're not getting anywhere else, especially not video-wise, because for whatever reason, the Coogs couldn't provide it, video of Coach Sam's press conference. Andy was there, yes, Andy's in Tulsa, yes. So got video from Coach Samson, video from, from Marcus Sasser, and also in touch on the HOU NIL. Cougs about to go to the Big 12. NIL yeah. is here to stay. Many, many different forms, we as i'm talking as an alum now not as a houston rhombard Barview media member if we want to continue seeing this program grow and seeing players stay here in the program retain players the nil is a way to do that and help make that get that done let's rage coogs we got plans bigger and better for this going forward when you guys support support the show support our sponsors and then we can keep providing you content they're not going to get anywhere else that's a fact
2: it's just facts, like, like uh, Chris just said, but I want to piggyback up on, on Emmanuel Sharp. Um, like Chris said, players like Tremont can make threes, but he's not a shooter. He can score, he's a scorer, but not a shooter. I think, um, to Marcus's point, there are three shooters. I still um, think Emmanuel is more of a score I still want to see more of his game but right now in his role he's in a shooter's role and he's looking and hunting those shots And his most impressive three-pointer in my opinion tonight was that first one the quick release when he got it no hesitation quick release on net. that let me know that, that, that he was ready he was looking and he wasn't passing up no shots and so as he continues to develop continues to build confidence and, and really got to stay out of foul trouble because just imagine if this was a, um, a closer game in which everyone was off. However, the game could have played out and he could have been that one player who had it going and we could have really needed him on, on the floor and everybody could have been sure whatever the case may be. So it's more developing, more learning points on him outside of just making shots in which I'm sure he's done a lot of that at practice. To earn his spot outside uh, as well as doing all the other things that Coach Sampson demands. But man, th- th- this team has a good chance. J1 does a great job in his role, running the floor, rebounding, playing with relentless energy. And the team feeds off of it. I think they feed off of his energy, him and Jamal. I think Jamal um oh, I'll i don't turn off he's... the lights I'm cool. Wow.
0: <laughs> don't worry. I'll got the I'll get the lights back on. I have my own lights. That wasn't supposed to happen because they're still cleaning. But don't worry. While it's a floating head, down. you'll what's, get there right so far. Yeah, just make them.
1: sure you don't get locked in there, man. <laughs> <That's all>. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I will not get locked in. I have my
2: own way out. But
1: down oh, continue.
0: Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> it's a exclusive live. You're not getting this nowhere else, like Chris just said. But, yeah, um, to my point about J1 and and, Jairus, and he talked about those two ability to pass. And that versatility in which I think it really, really makes this team – even more versatile on the offensive end. Um, I, I Jay Wan is kind of a one trick pony on the offensive end. Um, but he's effective and he stays within himself. He practicing and works on his game, shooting his mid range, shooting threes at a practice, but he still plays inside the seven percent of the game. And so I, I love everything that I'm seeing offensively, um, from this team the way they move, the way they share. He talked about Jermon and how each player come in with attributes and strengths and weaknesses and how coach Sampson gets them to play together and how coach Sampson and he admitted it, how early in the season they were all playing one-on-one um, basketball and how coach Sampson reiterated to them, how if you move the basketball, someone's going to give up a good shot for a great shot. And you saw that tonight. And I think games like tonight is going to bow well going forward because in the game against UCF, they're a good team. UCF, um only three losses on a season they lost their first game and then um, the next two losses was to good teams i believe was to Miami and their next game loss was to uh who did it? Missouri who beat Kentucky tonight and so this going to be a tough matchup um, against UCF
0: I'm back. The lights are on. I don't know what would happen there. Like I said, it wasn't supposed to happen because they're there's still cleaning here. So maybe it's a cue from the Tulsa Golden Hurricane that you want to kick me out. But we're still rolling along here and down, like you mentioned, in regards to one of the earlier points you mentioned about Emmanuel Sharp. And specifically, while the first shot he took, there was no hesitation. He was ready. He was ready to, to catch the true let it fly. That's something that Calvin Sampson had touched on just a few days ago in regards to might have been a week ago it might have been i lose track of these days but when it comes to the freshman and he was talking about jess walker in terms of arsenal specifically where maybe they're not entirely comfortable being when they were in high school they weren't necessarily the the alpha score they weren't the go-to scores emmanuel sharp that mindset was completely different coming out of high school he was that alpha score he was that go-to guy coming out of high school and then that's that's the little stuff where you're beginning to see right at the gates when Emmanuel Sharp catches the ball. That's one thing. He's going to be ready to shoot. Mm-hmm. And you're, if he gets in the game, he's going to get his shots up. And that's something that's been fruitful for him because it's allowed him to play really not only with confidence but go out there and, and not really have to maybe at times like we've seen with Walker and Arsenal where sometimes you can see they're a little bit hesitant. That's not the case with Emmanuel Sharp ever.
1: And, and Coach Sampson said – in his uh, early call early call this week that every aspect of Emmanuel's game is improved. <laughs> everything. Mm-hmm. Conditioning, shot selection, everything. Three-point shooting. I, I like his drive and finished tonight in the game against Tulsa. And I, I'm, I'm... Sound like I'm just giving you a lot of... You guys a lot of credit, but it's well-deserved. Posse Amajama, you guys interviewed Emmanuel Sharp when he committed to Houston, correct? Yeah. Correct. How the other outlets did that? And folks... Don't know or don't remember, before he got injured, Emmanuel Sharp was probably top 75 and for sure top 100 in the country. And then when he got injured, and he had to sit out a whole year because the injury was really catastrophic. Yeah. He fell off the radar. Rankings Mm -hmm. just forgot all about him. But what, what program that is known for development, player development, Houston Cougars. It developed him, he's in shape. He's been here a year basically with mm-hmm. strings coach, coach Alan Bishop. And you're seeing his skill set now that he's in shape. You see, he put up he, he got buckets in high school, mm-hmm. then he got hurt, got injured. Well, he's healthy now and he's in shape, so now he's confident, as Dion has said. And he's getting buckets, and he's just a freshman, red shirt freshman, so he'll get better, continue to get better develop his talent and skill set. And when coach signed him, I think I asked him or Andy asked him, who did he, who, who did he remind him of? And, and coach Sampson said, Rob Gray. And we were like, wow, <laughs> Rob Gray. Well, we're starting to see some of that Rob Gray, man, with shop right now.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely, now Chris. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to you just on the topic of ball movement market sense that Marcus Sasser touched on at the beginning of that clip. That's something that Kelvin he's mentioned and and to add on to the point that Dan you mentioned was for when it comes to ball movement, Kelvin's called it a non-negotiable when it comes to his team. Something that they've emphasized, especially going back to the earlier games, and something that Sasser touched on a little bit now at the beginning of the season. Maybe they're playing a lot more one-on-one. Ball, and then after that Alabama game, I don't know if you can necessarily call it a wake up call, but that's kind of been a shift. And you know, tonight, when you look at the assist numbers, they, they had 16. I'm saying say only 16 because compared to what they have been able to do since that Alabama game, I think every game since then they had had where over half of their field goals had been assisted on. That wasn't the case tonight. Now they made a lot more shots tonight, but still 16 assists on 36 made baskets. That's a pretty good number you'll take. And again, that's something that they, it kind of flipped the switch since they lost to the Crimson Tide.
1: They have, it. and sometimes a loss, you learn from a loss. And they learned. and I, I think the coaches have probably told them before the game against Alabama, we're better, we have better ball movement, better player movement. Sometimes players need to see it themselves and experience it. And once they, that happened against Bama, <laughs> coach can say well see we told you what makes us a better team and maybe the guys like yeah coach yeah you're right in the last few games they've had a better ball movement better player movement and they're knocking down shots too i mean that's 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 the end of all the passing is they're knocking down shots
0: yeah kelvin said it when the shots goes in it solves a lot of problems and I do want to put one up because so we're on the topic of guards. We talked about Emmanuel Sharp. King Job just says, "Can we give Sharp the sharpshooter label now? Sharpshooter, sharpshooter label now? It is still He, too he too
1: called, him a, yeah, he called him a sniper. Yeah, he called him a sniper. Yeah.
2: Not, well, no, I was thinking that, but to and what Chris with me, me and Chris was saying was when we think sharpshooter Houston, we think Armani, Cory Corey, Quentin, and I, I can't put him in that category. Now that you switched it to sharpshooter, that's more of a conversation versus sniper. Sniper is, is, is different, but I, I, I will. He's definitely a shooter, and I'll go as far and say sharpshooter, King Jaja. I, I say sharpshooter, I, I still can't give him that sniper though. I can't give him that just yet, yeah,
1: yeah just yet. And because really, just yet. it took Armani a year, yeah, to become a year.
2: sniper,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. Next year, he may <laughs> continue to improve, yeah, sniper. Yeah. Heck, into this uh, season, he might be developing a sniper, you know, where teams yeah. – because Dan touched on it. He's getting to that point on the scouting report. Run him off the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Don't leave him open because he can hurt us. He's getting to that point. And then once he does that, we saw him put on the floor and finish at the, at the rim.
0: Yeah, he, he had a good – Add that to his moment.
1: game. Then teams would be like, well, we just hope he, to, hope he misses. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so what else are we going to do? Because as long as the coups have good ball movement and he gets open looks, you're going to lock him down. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's getting to a point of pick your poison. With Sasser, Shed, Jerris, Jamon. Oh, and I think we saw it in uh, a comment earlier. Uh, Jamon Mark, and you can, you're there confirming for us. But Jamon, he's good. He could have gone back in the game, got need in the thigh, if the game were close, he could have gone back in the game, but I mean the game of thirty-four well, game and it got hurt. So it wasn't anything serious. It's just recurring re- good- recurrent.
0: That's a perfect segue that you mentioned. And you're referencing this tweet that was sent out by the official Houston Cougars men's basketball account. Uh, Tremont Mark took a knee, his leg. They had trainer John Houston look at it, and he was good to go in, like you mentioned, Chris. Had it been a closer game, that Tremont Mark actually touched on it post game, and here's what he had to say about that injury. It's a lingering issue that he's been dealing with. Did your uh, leg knocker, like what? You oh yeah, I got hit, and mm-hmm. it's kind of been. It's kind of been a lingering, th- ling-
5: lingering thing in my leg, so I just gotta trying to get that taken care of so I can be healthy the rest of the season. But I, I, it's something I can definitely play through. But you know, I just want to be healthy. Is it a bruise or like a? It's like a. It's like a. It's like a knot. It's just, it it's not Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for it to go away. Is and you it, got hit today. The knee. Yeah, it got, it got hit. T- it got hit today. Oh. Yeah, it got hit today. The knee or another part? Mm-hmm. Nah, it's, it's it's my quad. It's my quad. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, So, It's yep. on so in terms of this game. Um, you know, obviously, you had the 14 points of things that you had, but mm-hmm. Kelvin was talking about really how you've grown just in terms of being able to make the right play. That's something I kind of emphasize, not necessarily just being a scorer. How do you feel you've evolved uh, from that aspect just this season, yeah. not even trying
5: I think the game is actually slowing down for me a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. It's just easier for me to make reads, uh, whether deciding whether to shoot the ball, pass the ball. It's just... I think it's getting a lot easier for me so just going forward i'm gonna keep i'm gonna continue to work at it but i think it's been a lot easier for me going forward yeah is this one of the more unselfish teams you, you you've ever
1: played
5: on uh definitely everybody passes the ball everybody shares the ball everybody gets their touches so you know it's definitely fun when you can see everybody shining and eating on the on one team it's definitely
0: it's definitely a good look for the team Something I've noticed with you guys, like even on the bench, like it didn't, doesn't matter, like towards the end of the second half, you guys are scoring and like everyone gets up and cheers. How, how is that something, because that's part of your identity and culture. How do you guys go about like establishing that?
5: Oh, that's just a team chemistry thing. We all, we all, you know, we're around each other every day, you know, we see each other every day. So, you know, just being there, being out on the court, seeing people shine, seeing one of, like, we're all brothers for us, so when we shine, you know, everybody should just support each other, I think, so that's how, that's how it is. That's the only Jumper, you have second. Have you been? Have you worked on that? Oh, yeah, about, that's that's my that's my shot, man. Yeah, I know I love the pull up jumper, so mm-hmm. when I see that falling in, my my threes are falling too, just like it was tonight. You know, it's just it's just a good feeling, you know, yeah. knowing that I have a little bit of the high hand, you know. But yeah, it's a good feeling. Uh, um, how much more confidence do you have in your three this, this year? Um, I'm I'm a very confident three point shooter. I think you know, just if I get a good look, I'm going to shoot it and coach is telling me to shoot the ball too so that's another thing you know but yeah i definitely have a lot of confidence in myself
0: when shooting through the ball going back to the the playmaking uh portion of how you've grown in that aspect has there been i'm sure like all the coaching staff has helped you in that aspect has there been one that you've worked on worked with in particular just that's helped you in terms of being able to playmaker that stuff that you go over on film Uh, i think coach q you know he's helped he's helped a lot
5: you know watching film with him being on the court, telling me what, what I need to do, what I should do, you know, little reads I should make here and there. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a good feeling to know that he really has a, look, look, has interest in me and taking care of the ball and stuff. So it's just a good feeling. Let me go.
0: So, once again, that was Houston Cougars guard, Tremont Mark, and we'll get into our final break for this episode of Let's Rage Cougs. I'd like to remind you that this is Let's Rage Cougs presented by the Saxonian family, the primary sponsor for Let's Rage Cougs, and this is a LRC, hashtag LRC after dark because it is past midnight now in the central time zone where most, I would imagine most of our viewers and our listeners are watching if you're watching live. But also a big shout out to our other sponsors beginning with H-O-U-N-I-L, Hounil.com is a subscription-based name, image, and likeness model that benefits both Cougar student-athletes and fans. H-O-U-N-I-L helps Houston athletes benefit from the new name, image, and likeness rules. Athletes create original content in their own words, giving subscribers insight into their lives on and off the court. What the players need is for you to to subscribe, and plans start at just $20 a month, and that money goes to... UH athletes subscribers will get one of a kind content straight from the players while helping the Houston Cougars compete on a national stage. Subscribe to HOUNIL.com and as always, go Cougs. And of course, Hoop and Holler, the Houston Cougars Micro Collective, the entity behind the Star Pizza Commercials, which is another sponsor for today's episode of Let's Rage Cook. Star Pizza, Houston's best pizza since 1976. Be sure to check them out online on social media and also specifically their website, starpizza.net, where not only you can check their online menu, but also order on the go. Now, as we wrap things up, because it looks like the cleaning crew is beginning to wrap things up, so I need to wrap it up personally. Um, Tremont Mark on that clip. Again, that's kind of been the, I don't know if you can call it the story of the season, but that's something that Kelvin Sampson's reiterated throughout portions of the season in regards to where he needs to grow. We always knew that he could score. That's coming out of Dickinson. That was his strength. He was go-to score, and something Kelvin's mentioned before, you know, when he got to Houston, he didn't necessarily know how to pass the ball or to make the right play and that's been that emphasis from the coaching staff on him now he's slowly continue to progress in that aspect only had two assists in today's game but he did have good good stretches he had a nice pass to Jawan Roberts that led to a foul at the beginning of the game I think that might have been one of the opening possessions that started the game so you're starting to see him grow in that role, what kind of, from you guys' perspective? On, I go to you first. How have you seen Mark grow overall as a basketball player?
2: Um, just picking and choosing his spots, and it was very telling for me to hear him say that the game is slowing down, because when the game slows down, and he's able to see the floor, see things that are transpiring, how defenses are playing him, or and, and plays on what's to come. You can see and be able to read and react and kind of dictate things offensively dictate what the defense is doing. And when his mid-range is falling, like he said, then at three ball, he really just has the defense at his mercy with his offensive ability. But for me, it's just um, his knowledge of the game. I think this is the first time since Dickerson that he's played um, a bunch of minutes in the game. First time starting since back in high school, And so for him, he's still developing, like Coach Sampson says, and his game was about development. I said that at the start. And so for him, just to for the game to be slowing down for him to to be a willing passer, in which um, Coach Sampson said that's non-negotiable. So I I expect that. But more importantly, just to know um, that he the game is slowing down for him, and that he's um, really just getting better as far as making plays because he's a good playmaker and he can score. I think once he finds his niche, he's really, really going to take off even more because he's going to have more of a
1: green light, um, just making more plays. I, th- I think I'm like you damn. when I, when he said that the game is slowing down for him, that's a great sign. Because mm-hmm. when, when players say that college pro the game is slowing down, that means they, they're really comfortable. They can see everything. Any defense that comes their way, they're ready to, to counter it. Offensively, they can see the court. They know what's going on with the teammates are supposed to be. That's a great sign for him individually and as a team. And you also see how important he is to avoid foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Because the game against Alabama, when he fouled out eight minutes ago, Coop's offense changed. Because yep. that scoring threat was gone. So he has to do a better job of keeping himself in a game and avoid early foul trouble, offensive fouls, no other refs, call the games, all those things. But as the game slows down for him, I think he'll get better at that as well. So 14 games in, first game, first conference game, Wednesday night, It's not Thursday, technically. <laughs> this team is getting better. Coach Sampson, once again, he, he, you know, it's part of, who he is and how he develops programs, teams each year. This team is better in December than they were in November. January is almost here. The goal will be better, be better in January than they were in December. Offensively, this team still has a lot of room to get better. Yeah. The defense will be constant, but just imagine the offense getting better. And I'm talking, we're not expecting them to score 89 points a game. Mm-mm. But if they shoot forty five percent and better or better, this team, this type of team, how many Cougs teams did that combined with their defense? I think this team could be the kind of offensive uh, firepower going forward rest of this season.
0: Cool. That's a great point. And as we wrap things up here on this edition of Let's Reach Cooks, presented by the Saxionian Family, once again the final score: the Houston Cougars open up conference play victorious, 89. Like you mentioned, Chris, 89 points against the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. To they only held or they held Tulsa to just 50 points looked look top to bottom, I think it's interesting. We haven't even been able to talk about Jawan Roberts, and he was the leading scorer for Houston. He had 15 points and nine rebounds. And, again, something I do want to bring in this point as we wrap things up. I asked Kelvin about Jawan Roberts, and, again, something that he's mentioned throughout the season when it comes to players gaining their trust or for Coach Sansa to get that trust in his players. He said that Roberts, he's had that trust in him for going back multiple seasons, going back. He even mentioned he talked about a story the year they went to the final four where obviously Fabian white came back into the rotation around February of that season. And Samson said, and he went to Jawan Roberts and he, he talked to him or Jawan Roberts. I'm, I'm kind of saying his name, like coach, does. <laughs> it's the, it's the Samson um, spread. But in regards to you know, he went to them, and he had a conversation with him. We're going to, we're going to go to Fabian white and Roberts was open to, him. he said, well, whatever needs to happen to win. And, again, that go, kind of goes back to top to bottom on the roster, something that Kevin says, something you heard Marcus Tremont reference. There's not a team, there's not a player on this team that has that selfish mindset where, at the end of the day, they want to do what's best for the team. And something that Kevin said throughout his postgame press for press of tonight, you know, they don't care who scores as long as the team is scoring. And, like you mentioned, Chris, when it comes to the offensive potential that this team still has, it's a bit scary when you think about there is a lot of seeding left, or there's a lot of room left before Houston can tap that ceiling, especially especially on that side of the ball.
1: And I want to say, come in, Deon, for agree with Dayon when he says this as well. I like the Cougs when they play faster. Mm-hmm. Don't settle in the half court because when they settle in the half court, sometimes it's, it's like it's self-inflicted. When they slow mm-hmm. it down too much, you don't have to. just keep playing faster. And I'm not saying scoring transition. I'm saying get down the court quicker. Yeah. Before the defense sets up, score within the first 15 seconds of the shot clock. Something like that. Rather than 25 seconds in, you know, and you, you give your teammate a grenade and you got a lunch of a shot. Play faster, more up tempo. That's a plus. Reggie Chaney, A healthy Reggie Chaney with two good hands, good <laughs> knees. He's a spark. He's hustling on defense. He's active. And he did not have defensive rotation problems like Jarrett did early in the game. Reggie came in, defense, that stuff was over. So he's that safety blanket up front.
2: Man, every team needs players. Uh, What do you need, coach, players? Houston has a few of them, j Wan and Reggie. What you need, coach, and they're going to go do it, whether it's rebounding, whether it's taking a charge, whether it's hedging on the screen, whether it's rotating, whether it's fouling someone, whatever you need. I put Ramon in there as well. But um J Wan and Reggie are uh players on the team that what you need, coach guys. And every team needs that. And uh Reggie, man, he played lights out tonight. He, he per usual. He's really been playing like that all season. Whenever Whatever the team needs on that night, he's going to give it. and He's going to do it at a high level. And His experience just sticks out, really. It's like he's seen every coverage, every screen. He knows exactly what it is, what's to do. And so he's definitely the most unselfish player on the team. But um, one more point to the transition. Another aspect that we really haven't seen, and I think this team and Coach Samuelson, will give Jarrett the opportunity is getting the ball off the rebound and pushing the break because he has the yeah. ball handling ability and the passing ability, and I think that can un- unlock even more transition game for this team because everybody could just run the floor. and He can just get it up the court and try to make a play whether he has the athletic, um, athletic advantage over whoever's guarding him pretty much or just get the ball to the guard's hands, quick pick and roll, and just – make a quick action instead of having to execute in a half-court setting. So there's definitely more levels um, to get to offensively for this team.
0: Absolutely. And like I mentioned, Houston came out victorious in their conference Opener eighty nine to fifty. Houston improves to thirteen and one on the season. Since it was a conference opener, they also improved to one and zero in conference play. Meanwhile, Tulsa they dropped to four and eight on the year, and they open their conference record at zero and one. Up next for the Houston Cougars, turnaround to Saturday night, and it, it'll be kind of a, a a quick turnaround. They played Wednesday night. They won't be getting back into Houston at. Thursday, so it's a quick turnaround against, like you mentioned, on a very good UCF team that is playing really well December 31. That's going to be a 1 p.m. tip-off inside of the Fertitta Center, New Year's Eve for the Cougars. Chris, I'll toss it over to you first. Where can people find you and any final point that you'd like to make in regards to this game?
1: Appreciate it, Andy. Yeah, there's a couple things uh, I saw Question, you know, asking us to predict the game against Memphis. We'll do that later. Conference plays here. There's no point in talking about Memphis. Fans may ask about that. Memphis is a good team. They're a veteran team this year, but deal with that later on. The starts, Cook starts are kind of shaky right now. Not sure why that is. They started slow against Virginia. Started kind of slow tonight against Tulsa. And then played better as the game progressed. Getting wins. I'm not sure what the reason for the slow start is, but that's a, that's a small little nitpicking thing. I are 13 and 1. But, you know, on Twitter, find me at VHR Review, Houston Rombard Review on Instagram, and of course on YouTube, where you guys are watching less Rage Coog shows. And just once again, shout out to Andy for traveling with the team. Didn't have, did have airline problems this evening, so got it, made it to Tulsa, got a locker room. We're in the hallway, post-game comments from from players, as well as Coach Sampson, post-game press conference. So that's great to see uh, on Les Rage Cougs and Paw Samajama. So we're trying to do a lot of things that some outlets are not doing. That's one thing that we're trying to do, onward and upward. So keep supporting us, and we'll keep bringing you content. That's what I got. Thanks, guys.
2: You can find me on all social media platforms at Dayon Dunlap. Thank you for Andy and Chris for all the great work that they're putting in covering all Houston sports. They're doing a great job. Thank you for all our loyal supporters, King Jaja, and all the others who have been rocking with us since day one. Really appreciate you guys. Don't take it for granted at all. We wouldn't be able to do what we're doing here without you guys, and we're going to continue to evolve. This is part of the new media, and we, we want to bring you guys more content, so make sure you guys go out to subscribe to this um YouTube channel that we on the HRR review. If I got that right, if I'm not Chris correct me, make sure you you guys subscribe to this YouTube channel. Also our podcast jamma YouTube channel and um keep supporting because we're gonna keep going as long as the season is going on and as long as they go. The Houston Rambar review Houston. on
0: YouTube and it's at HRR view on twitter chris we need a you you can correct us i'll get up top, i'll put you back on the screen in a second but obviously people can find me on twitter at a underscore five be sure to check out my post game work i'll have an article for gallerysports.com that comes out tomorrow morning uh additional game line or game storyline from this outing between houston and tulsa and like Chris mentioned, onward and upward and like down. So new media, that's a uh in, very interesting quote. I believe it was Bray Yormark that said it too. This is part of that new media. You, know, you don't need you don't need a big budget. You know, if people could see our um our equipment that we work with, it is not much. It is a it is a you know what, I'm gonna go back to full screen so people can see. It is a, this is my tripod for my phone. So people can it it's literally a phone. All the video you saw is recorded on phone. I do have this gnarly mic. This mic is probably the the most high advanced equipment that I have. <laughs> but um, yeah, for now, it, it's, it's, bigger it's budget, nothing. we'll have big
1: better equipment. Yep,
0: it is nothing that that is too too out of this world. And like uh, Chris, you always say, doing more with less. That's gonna we're gonna start trading more. We're gonna we to do the John Rossy and start printing out shirts, doing more yeah. with less. But. That no, once again, the final score. Houston victorious 89 and 50. Chris, I'll give you a chance to correct where people can find you on Twitter because we always butchered it.
1: <laughs> uh, no, no problem at all. It's the HR review. Some folks say the HR review. And I'm tossing it out there to you guys on the air, because I, I thought about it earlier today. I'm not sure how, how often we could do it, but maybe a couple times this season. How about a pregame show? on like a Saturday or a Sunday, a pregame show, maybe 30 minutes, give folks some info, some insight that, you know, they can't get anywhere else, Yeah, see if we can do a pregame show here and there, and maybe definitely doing a conference tournament and the NCAA tournament as well. But just putting it out there as well, something else that we could do here on let Rage Cougs on the Houston Round Bar View YouTube channel. I know this for sure. Not too many teams in the Big 12 have pregame and postgame shows I know one, and that's Kansas. So, hey, why not be the the second one? Be with the big boys. You know, do what they do. So, hey, just putting it out there.
0: And if anyone would like to be a sponsor of that pregame show, be sure to reach out to us at let'sratecougs at gmail.com. In all seriousness, that, that sounds like an awesome idea, and like you said, Chris, especially yeah, yeah. those high-end matchups, and it'd be crazy. It'd be cool to preview, especially with all the game notes, all the detailed stuff that we are were given we're already there, so we might as well make the most uh, Make the most of it. King Jaja is supportive of it. Pregame shows for Conference Tournament, March Madness, would be nice. So, hey, you down the universal, so we shall see where we go from there. Once again, the final score: Houston Victorious, eighty-nine fifty in their conference opener. We will see you Saturday, Saturday afternoon for New Year's Eve. Houston UCF for second conference game of the season for the Cougars. Until then, stay safe. And if you're not in Houston, if you're in the middle of the country, be safe from those roaring winds. Because I learned that the hard way when it came to the flight. But day I'll let you close it out. How, how do we close it out? As always.
3: Only one way.
2: Go Cougs.